Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What are the rest of you doing? I'm calling down, Mr. Bingham. Mr. Bingham. I'm climbing down now after hearing no response to make sure he's okay or alive. And you reach the bottom and you find Mr. Bingham with his leg kind of bent up underneath him, unconscious on the bottom of this shaft. His eyes are moving under his eyelids rapidly. Oh, can my fingers be broken? It feels poetic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah his fingers look gnarled on one hand <laughs> nice that's pretty bad he's really messed up i'm gonna try to shake him slap his cheek <laughs> mr bingham mr bingham can you make it sound like first aid <laughs> kiss him yes <laughs> in this state kiss him yes yeah uh, make a first aid roll <laughs> he's got just a sheen on his bottom lip a little bit of sugar <laughs> 56 over 30. That's a fail. Oh, you bastard. Okay, so uh, alas, your slaps do not have any medicinal effect. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike real life. (laughs) Maybe bring you out of your stupor a little bit, but the last thing you see as the sound of laughter fills your ears in this dream and the burning hand of this small child is looking at you. Why'd you eat my apple, Mr. Bingham? <laughs> and you wake up. Oh, can I also roll sanity? Yes. On that? Yeah. <laughs> can I please? <laughs> we'll defy the rules of unconsciousness so I can lose more sanity. Oh, wow. I rolled a four. <laughs> Crouched it. Jesus. <laughs> Too much pain. It was the candles. They were grounding. Roll 20 only operates between the tens. So because it was a dream and easy to shake off, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no loss there. So you're now at the bottom of this shaft. The other two of you are up at the top. You hear footsteps up above. How long does a bout of madness last? Am I just like kind of 
sidelined for a minute? I think you're, you're okay to act. It's just you're filtering it through that vibe. Silas is certainly trying to calm Mercy down. He's got some small experience in trying to calm people who are going through bad mental states. Yeah. It just seems to happen around him for some reason. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> who could say why? <laughs> yeah, so I guess if you're kind of like tending to her. <laughs> are you feeling quite yourself now, Miss Knox? I should say not, but I suppose that we should continue with this. <sighs> yes. And then if she hears the, the footsteps upstairs, shh, hang on. Boom, boom, boom. And you're hearing boots walk overhead. You hear the desk drawers kind of opening, moving around. You see, Miss Knox, I'm not so sure I'm happy with any man, even if he calls himself a man of God, who would chain up a woman like that. I agree. And with that, Silas is heading over towards the trapdoor. Great. And is just going to scratch on the bottom of the trapdoor. Ooh. You hear the uh, footsteps come to a halt, and you hear, like, this motion above. Now scratch again. <laughs> Mercy's going to find a shadow to hide in, <laughs> a corner position herself in a way that if someone were to come down the ladder or look down the hatch, she would not be immediately visible. You hear the voice of the reverend up above. Will not? It will not go easy with you if you are seeking to effect some manner of escape. And you hear the heavy jingle of the ring and the door is now being pulled up. Oh, fantastic. As soon as the hatch is open enough, I'm going to grab hold of the leg or whatever I can of the Reverend and yank as hard as I can to pull him down with me. Great. Make a brawl roll and get this guy down here. <laughs> Come on. Bravo. Come on, Dice. Do I get any kind of bonus on this for this being complete surprise to him? I think that's totally fair. Yeah, you've set your trap and laid it. You can have a... Uh, Roll it with, like, advantage. Okay, in which case that is a hard success. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. He goes off his leg, and it goes exactly like you planned. His heavy body goes right by the ladder, and he smashes to the floor of this little cell. Okay. Oh! Is he prone? Yes. Mercy is on top of him, <laughs> just like jumped on him and like pinning him down. I think she's probably got her like feet on his arms or like on his, like pressing down on his arms, just sitting on his chest. Oh, you, oh. And he's like looking goggle eyed, like shaking his head. He's definitely taking some damage here. How many HP does he have? <laughs> you feel something that is maybe buckled in him as well as he's looking around like. What in the name of heaven? Unhand me, damn you! Mercy's going to take that piece of paper, the, what did you call it? Malleus, malefic, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's going to take it out. She's going to, like, shove it in his face and kind of, like, still giggling. <laughs> what is a man of God doing with something like this in his pocket? Uh, I see that we are... We are very prodigal with how we choose to interpret God's commands. For one among their number, I believe, is thou shalt not steal. You don't know what you're doing. 
I, I, I kept it out of sight because I, I do not want my parishioners know, to know that I, that I would rely on an artifact of, of popery for my sermonizing. But, <laughs> but the fact room, you don't know what you're doing, you fools! I'd like to see, just try to determine if he's lying. Read his aura or do, like whatever. I don't, whatever. Yeah, that went great last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Okay. You can roll pow if you want to take another dance on that string, or you can just roll psychology. This feels like psychology. Yeah, because I'm specifically trying to read like a human man. Yeah, a human. Normal man. <laughs> so you think. <laughs> True. That's just a regular success. He is desperate and angry, obviously. And yeah, you get the sense that he is kind of telling the truth. But there's there's so much more that he hasn't revealed. He knows way more than he's than he's telling. She's gonna lean in and she's gonna say, Three by three is nine. <gasps> Will it be your hands that bleed the men that make the key? No, look. His eyes are filled with, with fear now. I don't know. I don't know who sent you. We have our ways here. Are you... Did Freeling call for you? Why would they do that? Oh, we have our ways here. We... We have our ways to keep our seasons. Listen. Freeling told me to... It has to be Willett. She'll be but the ninth. And, and it is, it is a wretched thing. It, it, it is a damned thing, but it, it is the only way. The, the, the consequences, if, if we do not, are... And what consequences would those be? It needs to be fed. And you would feed it with the blood of your neighbors? You're going to have to do something else to, to get him to... He's now clamming up on you. Yeah. Oh, Frigg. I think at this stage, Silas is pissed off enough with him that this isn't him trying to intimidate or anything like that. I think or this may help with whatever Mercy's doing, but I think he's just pissed off enough that he's going to punch the Reverend as hard as he can in the face. Great. Oh, uh, you know role necessary for that. He's grappling prone. <laughs> it is not a thing for bargains. I cannot... What would you have us do, Walk? Do you, do you believe this is the course that we desire? I think, Reverend, that for someone who seems to believe in sacrifice, you are all too willing to sacrifice others. Whereas, does not the good book teach that sacrifice is a more personal thing? We make sacrifices of flesh, sacrifices of spirit, Everyone in the community sacrifices in their own way. What would you know of such things? And yet you are willing to sacrifice this woman here. Whereas if you were truly a pious man, and this sacrifice was needed, surely you would be the sacrifice. You shall know the worth of folk by the fruit of their spirit. I am a column of this community. I draw the community towards the Lord and look upon his great works and keep it together in the, in the face of, of terrible, terrible sacrifice and compromise. Th this, this 
is is barely a member of our community, and and with the loss of her, we we shall only grow stronger. As for the innocence among us that must perish, that which with we bargain, uh, brooks no compromise on that front. Tell me, Reverend, how is this sacrifice made? What would you do? Oh, I suppose it'll be me now. You'll take my place? You'll bargain with it? I'll just carry on looking at him. <laughs> I do as my father told me, as his father told him. When the time comes, it hungers. Three by three to make up nine. And of that number, we will offer of our flock to slake its thirst when it shall return, return to our dreams, no longer able to come out and walk about as if we dream awake. And if, if we break our bargain, it has shown us that the angels of hell are legion, and it is but one of its outer and lesser yeomen. Pray that you never gaze upon those it answers to. Even the adversary bargained with God over the life of Lot. Even God asked of Abraham a sacrifice, his only son, to slaughter the innocent. The Lord sent his angel unto the children of Egypt and slew them all. We make sacrifices to preserve our community. Mercy's face softens a little, and she very solemnly looks at, um, at the reverend. This, this sounds like a curse. This sounds like the self-justification of a murderer. <laughs> and with that, Silas is just going to drag the reverend over to the other open hatch <laughs> and drop him down. Yep. Oof. Oh no, I'm at the bottom. <laughs> go, go, boom, boom. He, you see him like, no, as he like goes down, banging against the walls. John Smith, you hear a clatter from above. I'll step out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue. Oh. Is he going to land on me, Ross? <laughs> uh, good question. <gasps> roll luck, roll luck, 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 luck. <laughs> <laughs> What's your luck score, Cup? 60. I'm going to roll it for you. Oh, no. You're coming out of your stupor. The last thing you remember are the dead eyes of the child in your dream. The sickening laughter in the darkness. You're slapped awake. And you see John Smith there. And as you've been kind of trying to figure out just how injured you are, suddenly John Smith leaps aside because there's a clatter up <laughs> above you. You hear like a, a muffled screaming, a crashing pebbles rain down on you <laughs> and then a body falls inches from you and is pulped <laughs> as it misses you by mere inches oh i love that 
You hear giggles from the uh, from the hatch above. <laughs> Heads up down there. <laughs> so I'm covered in blood now. I'll kind of like kick him with my foot a little to see if he's awake, injured, or just did that knock him right out? Ow! Oh, the reverend. That kill him? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's <laughs> crunched. Hmm. Well, he fell. You're free to go, in it. <laughs> a barely perceptible echo up the shaft. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, you notice the key to the manacles on the on the body of the reverend. Oh no, she's stuck there. That'd be that'd be really mean, wouldn't it? <laughs> Give you a saw situation. I'll loot the body. Why not? You find more like a, a little prayer book. Rubbish. Am I conscious now, then? You are conscious. Mr. Bingham, can you stand? You can stand, but only on one leg. The other one cannot bear to have weight on it. Mm. <sighs> You're going to be able to climb back up with that. I don't know. I'm badly hurt. I, I can't use this hand either. If we, Maybe you could hold me. <laughs> Do my best. I don't know if I can carry you up a rickety ladder, but if you go first, I can try to push you from underneath. <laughs> Yes, just keep a hand on my uh, buttocks and uh, try to work me forward and upward and... Seems to have the most leverage, yes. Yes. Can we look around down here in this in this cavern, though? Because we came down here for a reason. It's a cavern, yeah, and, there's, and you've still got one or two finger candles that are just barely sending out light. Mm. It appears to open up into a much larger space. You see like maybe another little dim shaft of light that you might perceive to be like the end of an aperture at the top of which might be a place where a board was wrenched away and maybe the light of dawn is coming through the well. Ah, mm. uh. Chandler, do you want to continue or do you want to go up? You're quite injured, but I, I'll follow you if you want to explore this cavern. I don't think I can climb. Let's follow the light. And you explore the cavern. Yeah, it's, it's a vast, dark space, a hollow under this town. Am I getting any of the fur smell as we work through? Yes. Okay. Is that something I can follow to find the source of it? Mm-hmm. And more so, as you follow it, you hear a voice. And it seems to be almost chanting. Mm-hmm. Is that distinguishable chanting or just... The rhythmic. Rhythmic. As, oh, ha, fair, come, sha, I'll walk toward and say, like, in the same cadence, hello there. <laughs> I think that's my cue to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Smith. Uh, yeah, just kind of following it. I'm just curious. I don't want to, like, rush in. But I want to see what's going on down here. Uh-oh. Are you staggering forward with the two of you? I'm dragging my leg forward. I don't know what Captain Smith is doing. I really think we ought to go back. Uh, <laughs> maybe get the others. I can't climb. They don't seem to be coming down. You hear that though, right? You actually hear the chanting. Yeah, I think there might be someone down here. Maybe another prisoner. Maybe that. Maybe groping along the walls of the cavern. Mercy Knox, did you have something? If we get Winnet free, then maybe Mercy and Silas would follow them down there. 
And I think maybe you find the key in that desk and uh, yeah. unlock her. And if you want to head down. Sure. I think so. After just like telling her, you know, take what you need and you, you should leave. Leave this place. Yeah, I don't think we're taking Winnie down with us. Yeah. No. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. She gets to her heels and goes off to gather whatever effects of hers remain. So yes, the, the four of you then are in this space. Mm -hmm. I'll be sure to keep some distance always between Chandler <laughs> and myself. You know, let really make sure that he's in the front as we approach this. What the hell happened to your leg? Mercy, I'm badly hurt. Huh. You were fine a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> you see up ahead, there is a little bit of light. And as you round a sort of like uneven bend in this wall, kind of groping along it, you see a little hollow domed area, often a niche in the wall of this cavern where there is a ring of candles, Chandler. <laughs> My com competition. Oh no. <laughs> They're surrounding what looks like another well or just a pool, a pool of dark liquid. And you're the first one as you grope around to come around and see this. And you can also see that right above it, there is what appears to be a goat man, horned head, shaggy fur, drooping posture and there is a chant coming from it oh. in a language you do not recognize and as your candle kind of comes around it stops and looks at you and you can see now that this is a man wearing a bunch of crudely stitched together goat fur pelts could I make a couple of rolls here? One being sanity. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And the other being a cult. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. Let's see. <laughs> I have failed my sanity roll again. I'll say. <laughs> I guess I should wait to see before I roll a cult how this goes. That's a three-point sanity loss for you. Okay. I haven't quite lost a fifth. I need a couple more. Okay. I would like to roll a cult as in seeing this. Please. Uh, I have passed that with a hard success. No, regular success. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, this is obviously a ritual of some kind. And mm -hmm. it is an offering, an offering of sacrifice, of course. And for a second, you see that the pool is not totally featureless. There's a face just under the surface, and it's the face of a child. It's the child that you saw in your dream. <gasps> and a hand goes over its face and pulls it down into the fluid, and it is seen no more. And you can see the candles, and as a chandler, you know that there's fat in those, tallow, lye, but the ribbons of crimson in them mean that there's another ingredient in those candles. Mm -hmm. There's blood in those candles. And that this is a, an offering of human sacrifice. And this thing is now silent and looking at you. We stole her apple. 
I'm sorry. I'm going to try to like stumble backward, but I I think realizing that this is the girl whose apple we stole, I'm going to keep rolling sanity. Yeah. Yep. That's another one, baby. (sighs) Just keep them coming. But I'm going to like push against the captain, kind of trying to back out of this room as I'm, as I'm rolling. And sorry, not sorry to do something so horrible to you, but (laughs) it's horror, you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I passed. So it's really up to you. If you're taking zero, I'm okay. But if you're taking one or two, then I'm going to be in about. I'm going to take one because that is a crushing thing to realize that you are in so partly responsible for this. Okay. So I, I am in a bout of madness. You have to save her. You have to get her out of that pool. <laughs> yeah. There's like this combination of guilt and rage kind of bubbling up in Chandler. So I think that, uh, you know, with intent to potentially hurt the goat man afterward, I am going to try to scoop up the body of the girl first out of the pool. Okay, great. You run through the, the circle, perhaps upsetting one or two of the candles. Yeah. And the goat man says to you now in perfect English, what are you doing, you fool? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like just splashing <laughs> through the pool, trying to grab the body of the girl. Who disturbs this? Me, Egbert Freeling. It's it's a <laughs> lore drop. Yeah. Called it, didn't I? Can we just can we just have ripped a, like a mask off of his face? <laughs> you meddling kids! <laughs> I was trying to burn the amusement park for the insurance money. <laughs> um, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah, but I think like blind disregard for, for this guy trying to get the body out of the pool. You're plunging into the pool? Yes. Great. I didn't envision it as a plunge. Oh, I did. <laughs> Bye. No, I mean, whatever, whatever it takes to get to the body. So it could be a plunge. No, it did sound very plungy. It sounds plungy to me. A dive, perhaps. That's what, could it be any more plunge? <laughs> Nick's face stone cold. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't been your day, your month, your week, or even your year, Chandler Bingham. <laughs> and now you're plunging into the pool. Yes. No one ever told you death was going to be this way. <laughs> uh, and so, in you go. Oh, God. I assume at this point that we all see this happen. You all see this happen. So what are the reactions from our friends? Friends? God damn it. (laughs) Why did he do that? Was hilarious. (laughs) Did you all see? (laughs) Did you see what he did? (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Great. As if that was going to help anything. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. He plunged in. The, The goat man is looking at you all like, you cannot... Uh, Silas, I think, as we've established, is not like those who abuse their power. So, love that. I think at this stage, yeah, he's just going to walk over, try to pick the goat man up, and slam him into the nearest wall. Mm-hmm. I love that for him. Yeah, make that a brawl roll, I guess. Okay, yeah, that's an ordinary success. And the goat man fails. Great. You do exactly what you said. You smash him into the wall, dislodging some of the goat leather from off of him. Horns clatter against the uh, the rock. You fools. Well, it'll be you now. It'll be you. 
I think with that, I'm just going to carry on slamming him repeatedly into the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Great. You're bashing and bashing. John Smith and Mercy Knox, what would you like to do? I think John is going to try to approach the well where Chandler jumped in and just kind of look over, see if, do I see him in there? Danny, shared brain, that is exactly what I was going to say. Just kind of like like looking over the... Great. You guys are both well gazing. Hmm. Chandler, the second you went into that water, it's not water. (laughs) Time moves differently in here. This is a passage. And as soon as it fills your ears, you see that, that child's hand sinking away. And it is replaced by another face that smiles at you. Eyes goggling. There's something androgynous and asymmetrical about the face. Is not quite right. And then it speaks to you through the water. The water, the fluid, makes it resonate. The more you have of it, the less you see. What is it? Say this to me. Am I supposed to know the answer to this riddle? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not supposed to. And I'm assuming we don't hear this voice up above the water. (laughs) Could I, instead of engaging with the riddle itself, I'm still in a bout of madness. So I think in seeing the smile of the figure, could I just like take one of the carving tools out of my satchel that I use for candle making (laughs) and open my face up ear to ear in a smile? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Why would I stop that from happening? <laughs> so um, I will say that, that that happens. And and as the momentum of that turns you face up and John Smith and Mercy Knox, as you look down in the pool, mm-hmm. you see the huge grin of Chandler Bingham facing you, pouring cloudy gouts of blood into this fluid. And both of you can roll sanity, please. Oh, Yikes. <laughs> Oof, yeah. And he just lets out a gurgling darkness <laughs> as he descends yeah. into the dark. That will be a fail for me. Same. Great. Uh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> oh, yes. Right at the end, it's perfect. Mm. <laughs> that's four points of sanity for you, John Smith, and three points of sanity for you, Mercy Knox. Okay. And, uh... This man is being smashed against the wall by you, Silas Blackwood. Do you just are you trying to pummel him completely out? I think at this stage, with the sacrifice and what appeared to be a child dying there and everything else, Silas has lost all sense of restraint. So it's basically at this stage Ian Ogilvy at the end of Witchfinder General. He's just battering this man to death. You feel like something give way in him as you crush his head against the stone. Your sense of of justice calling you to this act of vengeance for this horrible, horrible death, this perverse sense of sacrifice and self-serving justice. And as he falls to the ground, the blood in his wound, quick as quicksilver, he's like desanguinated in front of you as by some unseen force, the blood flows into the well. 
and he is just like bled white right there in front of you in moments. You can make a sanity roll. <laughs> I was just about to volunteer one. <laughs> Maddeningly, that's a pass. <laughs> good. It's good that that happened. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so you can just take one for seeing that. Also, Chandler Bingham, I regret to tell you that a similar effect is occurring with the wound on your face. And you are watching the, the body of Chandler Bingham desiccate as he is pulled inside out. I yell down into the well, pivot, pivot. <laughs> is there like studio laughter happening as this occurs? Mercy supplies that. <laughs> the studio audience goes wild. Oh no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I usually survive these things. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You jumped in whatever. <laughs> oh. Yes, you're fully sucked. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it. Well, it was going to happen one way or another. <laughs> he said it for me. It's perfect. Uh, well done. Take back a couple points of sanity. <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> no, I would never. Uh so you've seen that. You've gone a little mad. John Smith, what would you like to do? I'm really ready to leave. I'm, I'm quite hungry, too. <laughs> We've literally gone the entire night without sleeping. I, I'd like to just catch a wink and then have some nice breakfast. Yeah. So what do you say, Mercy? Shall we get out of here? I don't see any reason to stay. I think this town is reaping what it has sown. Silas? Silas, the ergot is still working on you. It's never stopped. Mm. And you didn't have that big of a sanity loss after the well took that blood. And as soon as that happens, you hear a voice in your head. A rich gift. Three by three to make up nine. And now more you shall find. I will give you such thing. If you break me, I do not stop working. If you touch me, I may be snared. If you lose me, nothing will matter. The rest of you see Silas standing there, Looking down at the dead body on the ground and then looking up into the air, looking thoughtful for a moment. And then just says, apparently, into the empty air, I'm sorry, I never was very good at riddles. (laughs) And then he just starts walking out. The heart, the heart, Silas Blackwood. You see, it's not a very good riddle if you've got to tell me the answer. I mean, I solved my riddle. <laughs> so, the three of you are making your making good your departure? I'm quite ready, yes. I'm quite happy to leave this town to whatever doom awaits it. So the three of you depart. You go back up the ladder. Willet is gone. The church, silent as a tomb. Its minister... As you pass by the body of a 
of Hasselrig, you notice that what was a pulpy mess is now quite dry, as though everything that was inside it was somehow leached away. As they walk by, Mercy just kicks him a little, <laughs> kicks the body. And you take to the road and pass out of Siloa. I guess we're going to need to find a horse, aren't we? It's <laughs> <laughs> true. As we're moving out, again, the words of Mr. Bonnie echoing in her in her head, I think uh, Mercy's going to just keep an eye on the treetop. <laughs> mm-hmm. She can't help it. She's just kind of, you know, looking around. Yeah, dawn is breaking, and it's beautiful. And as you emerge from the valley, that oppressive sense begins to depart. Mm. Except maybe for you, Silas Blackwood, though you have a, you're secure in your sense of justice, but mm. still you feel that the heart. I still have touched your heart. And soon you will have to sleep. <laughs> mm. oh. And away you go. And perhaps it is on your journey, your sleepless journey in the forest, that you finally catch the trail of your quarry and are able to alert people back up your chain of command. Yeah, we kind of lost the... Oh, right. We were looking for someone, <laughs> weren't we? Right. We just got distracted. Yeah. We were on a break. <laughs> Someone who just passed through Siloa, a fellow by the name of John Andre, who came to shore on the, on the vulture and was receiving information from a colonial general by the name of Benedict Arnold. Thanks to the information that you were able to pass on because of your escape, which you maybe delivered to your contact with bloodshot and sleepless eyes, justice will be done. He will be hung. One more body to add to the count of this war, which drags on. And I'll just say that, yes, you, you go on and, and perhaps try to avoid sleeping. Hmm with the sense that you know that something is waiting for you when your eyes close. You've come too close to it. It has not yet made up its number, and it still hungers. See, just like the handsome, handsome face of John Smith, <laughs> falling asleep, perhaps at an inn against his will, Mercy knocks with a book open in front of her, like trying to keep awake another hour, but drooping Silas Blackwood, drinking a cup of coffee in a coffee house. Another, another, another. <laughs> Maybe a, to Mercy Knox, who has trod or swum in the river of time, realizes that mm -hmm. as she's looking over her book, that none of the words make sense. That somewhere in there she fell asleep. And then she just sees that the words are something she can make out, but it's borderline gibberish because it just says, ha, 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 And the candles blow out and it is dark. And there is blood in the land. Because a new nation of justice is not forged without compromises.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolfpack at patreon.com slash Slade, or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.